Hi, I'm Terrell Turner, the host of the Finance and Accounting Show, and today we have another great guest on. Now, one of the things we like to do on this show is bring other firm owners on and talk about the awesome things that they have going on because at the end of the day, one of the things we tell a lot of businesses is that sometimes working with the right finance partner is not just about finding somebody who has finance in the name of their firm or that just they provide the service, but it's finding the right people. So I'm excited to share today's guest with you. So stay tuned for today's episode. So without further ado, let me bring my guest, Brooke Swan. Welcome to the show, Brooke. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, before we jump into the details of, you know, your firm, can you tell us a little bit about your background? Yeah, sure. So um, I, the long background is um, I actually went to school, got my degree in finance many years ago, and then I started out actually working um as like an accounting specialist uh, for a construction company and then kind of worked my way up in the firm. Um, and then I got tired of like working for other people. Um, I got felt kind of limited. And so uh, through, a, through a kind of a long trial and, uh, and tribulations, I uh, ended up kind of diving into bookkeeping, um, which I'd actually never uh, I hadn't really I had accounting experience, but not bookkeeping uh, per se. And so um, yeah, I started a bookkeeping firm one day uh, and it's kind of evolved. And now the firm is uh, a little over four and a half years old. Wow. That is, you know, it's very interesting that you say that about the not having the bookkeeping experience, because I often find that there are a lot of people that I've seen that have been accountants in, like, let's say, like the corporate environment. And they're like, well, I'm tired of that. I want to start my own business. And they start their bookkeeping and they then quickly realize like, they don't really know how to do bookkeeping. No. Yeah. I, I feel like that's something I feel like it's just like on repeat all the time when I talk to like book, uh, when I talk to business owners who are doing their own books, I'm like, yes, like there are some things that are like somewhat intuitive, right? Like it's easy to code like an office depot expense to like office supplies, right? Piece of cake. But I always have to remind them that like, even though certain softwares may market it as a very user-friendly, easy product, like it's still an accounting software and there's still a lot of accounting fundamentals that are constantly working like behind the scenes that unless you're trained in it, you wouldn't know what's happening or how to correct it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, one of those things that I see a very common thing, like when um, a new client reaches out, like we usually do kind of an assessment up front and it's like, inevitably it's just like their reconciliations are usually like never done in the system. <laughs> no. Or if they are, they're never done correctly or, yeah, well, no, it's very rare. I think that I've come across a business owner who actually does use like the reconcile feature. A lot of people always, um, I, I think they think the, I'm sure you've heard it, right? People kind of interchange like the, like categorizing and reconciling is like one of the same things. So I always have to be like, no, they're different. They're different functions. They serve different purposes. Uh, mm -hmm. so yeah. Absolutely. So what was it like for you? I mean, I think, you know, making that transition can be interesting going from like doing accounting work to then 
you know, starting your own bookkeeping company, what kind of, what was that transition like for you? Uh, well, it was actually a long transition because I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. So when I left that company, um, what did I do? I took up day trading. I took up day trading for a couple years and uh, I was going through like a quarter life crisis. So I was like, I'm going to learn how to bartend also. And so, <laughs> and so I was bartending for a little bit as well. Um, but uh, it wasn't very like fulfilling as you could probably imagine. And so I knew I wanted to like started uh, like start a business and um, I've always been a numbers person. Like I just, I knew from like the like day one, I would always be doing something with numbers, right? They make sense. It's just easy. Love it. Um, and so I kind of stumbled into this um, program. It was like start a virtual bookkeeping business um, through bookkeeper launch. And uh, I was like, oh, this is perfect. Like I get to like use numbers and accounting, but also like I can help people with it. And so I kind of was like, I'm just going to go for it. And I dove into the program. I finished it in like record time because I just like wanted to get going. So I think I started my business like a month after that. Um, and it was kind of funny because even though I bartending isn't the thing I'm most proud of in my life, but it was perfect because it allowed me to work you know, weekends and then have the whole week to start and grow the business. So it was kind of perfect. No, I, Adam, I would bet that the bartending probably gave you a chance to use like some of those skills that we don't usually use in accounting and finance. Oh, I love the, the people skills? Yes. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I suppose you definitely got to be um, a little more extroverted uh, in, in that line of work. Now, I guess was, you know, the extra version, was that kind of a natural kind of transition for you? Or did you have to like really work on bringing that side of yourself out? Uh, so I like to say I'm like a trained extrovert. So like naturally <laughs> I am like an introvert. Like I just like quiet and like to be alone and all the things. But um, I actually think just like work experience in general, I think kind of brought that out of me. Um yeah, because I used to, when I was younger, I used to be like very reserved and didn't really like to talk to people that much or, and then um, I just know, I think just like working and constantly working around people kind of, um, you just develop those skills over the years and then they just become, uh, I don't know, they just become easier and easier. So like I said, like I can, I can do it. I love to talk to people sometimes. <laughs> and like, I know, I know how to, I think like turn it like on and off. So most of like, I have to have quiet days here, you know, like I'm like, no, no interaction with the world, but then other days I'll like have meetings all day long. Right. So it's just like finding that balance. You know what I mean? I think that's an interesting point because I would probably guess that there are a lot of accountants who have started their own firm who probably experienced the same thing. Cause I think part of running the firm, it's like, there's a part of it where you have to interact with, you know, with clients, whether it's from a marketing or sales or just a client follow up. And then but there is a part of you that's like, I kind of like the idea of accounting that I don't have to interact with people. So I, I guess how do you find kind of that balance for yourself? Um, I mean, and then plus, I mean, you having a team, which means, hey, there's more interaction you have to do with the team. So how do you kind of find that balance for yourself? Yeah, um, it's definitely a lot of trial and error, uh, <laughs> you know, so I think especially like when I, I do a lot of networking and like networking groups. And so like, I feel like when I first joined, like the one I'm in, 
Like I, like I was, you know, scheduling like, like the one-to-ones and the meetings like every day, plus my client meetings and my team meetings already mixed into that. And I like quickly realized I was like, oh no, like I am not a four day a week meeting person. <laughs> like I was just so drained. I couldn't, I just couldn't do it. Like I was not operating uh, at my best. And honestly, I probably wasn't even speaking English by like day three or four of the week. <laughs> um, so I like rearranged my schedule. So like usually Mondays and Tuesdays. <laughs> Usually I don't do meetings these days, um, typically. Um, and then Wednesdays, Thursdays are like where I, I, cre- I create like the time and space. So that's just dedicated to like talking with clients, talking with the team, um, networking, you know, anything else that like comes up. So I think just like being very strategic about like where I'm putting my energy and knowing like, okay, if I'm like, if I, um, if I'm meeting with a lot of people or talking to a lot of people in one day, like I really can't be doing much else. Cause I'll be like almost useless to do anything else. I'll be so drained. Right. So just kind of, I think just finding that balance and like what works for you. Um, you know, some people love to meet every day cause it like energizes them and that's great too. So just, yeah, just finding that balance, I think, and always kind of tweaking it. It changes all the time, you know? Nice. Nice. Well, I will say, at the time, I mean, as of we're pre-recording this on a Tuesday. So I really appreciate you squeezing us in on a Tuesday. That's okay. Yeah, no, not a problem. I make exceptions here and there <laughs> to my rules. <laughs> nice, nice. Now, you know, we were talking a little bit earlier and you were talking about how, you know, some of your team, you're on the West Coast. Some of your team is on the East Coast, like how is that dynamic? And like, how did you, how did that kind of even develop? Cause I would guess that you probably didn't go into this and say, you know what, from day one, I plan on hiring a team that's going to be on the East coast while I'm on the West coast. So how did you kind of fall into that or how did that develop? Yeah. So funny enough, when I actually started the firm, I never wanted a team. Like I was like, I just love bookkeeping and like all the accounting and I'm just going to do it all myself forever. (laughs) Um, And then I think you hit that point where you like, you're maxed out, you know, like you can't, you literally can't take on any more work because you're doing everything you can. And um, I also have a very like firm belief in work-life balance. So like we're only open four days a week. Like our full time is like 32 hours. Like I just believe in that balance. So I figured out like, well, for me to get that balance back, like I'm going to need support. Um, And so I actually, almost every person I've hired I actually found through that same program that I took, which is really great because I know the training they've all had. Um, And so, yeah, I didn't, I guess, go and seek, you know, where they were, but the people who take the program are like all over the country, all over the world. And so it just kind of ended up that I think almost all of them are on the East coast. (laughs) I think I only recently now have one team member who's on the West coast. So, um, but it works. It, It actually really does. Um, sometimes it's even kind of nice because of that time difference. Like, you know, whenever I start my day, they've already been working for a few hours and already have all this stuff done. So it kind of works out. Um, yeah, I haven't really ran into like any issues with it so far. Nice. Nice. You know, I find that to be a, a, it becomes a a huge plus, I think of working across the different time zones as well, because I think you you can figure out a different way to approach your rhythms. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, I guess for you, like when you first started out, was your original thought of, hey, I'm just going to get clients, you know, in my local geographical area? Or did you go in with the focus of like, hey, we're 
I'm going to like, you know, spread my net as far as I can. And I'll take on clients from different geographical locations. Um, I think I was always open to taking clients anywhere uh, from the beginning, but I started with like local in-person networking. So a lot of my clients um, came locally and then I still do local in-person networking. So the vast majority of our my clients are like in this state, um, a lot of which are in the area, because I also even though we're like a virtual firm, um, I still like to really meet my clients in person. So like um, I like to do our consults in person um, when we have our like monthly or quarterly meetings, I will like go meet them at their office. Um, I just think it builds kind of like a, that relationship. And I just like, I just like that part, I guess, of the business. Um, so yeah, so most of them are somewhat local. Um, but we do have, uh, we, we have clients, uh, I think even out of country. I mean, their, their businesses are in the US, but like they live um, out, of, out of the country and in all different states. So um, yeah, a little bit everywhere. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Now, one of the things that you mentioned earlier, um, when talking about kind of like the bookkeeping and you find like no matter what system that they're using. And so I wanted to ask, you know, when it comes down to supporting your clients, what types of accounting systems are you guys using or do you have a preference for one over the other? Yeah, we do. Um, so we actually work exclusively in QuickBooks online. Um, I just very much believe in like, getting really good at like what you're doing. Right. So like we specialize, right. Obviously in certain industries. And then also like, I feel like the better you are with whatever software you're using, the better service you can provide. So we kind of landed into that because a lot of clients are already using it. And um, we actually started uh, when I started the firm, I was using zero and I was like, all of our clients will be in zero. Um, <laughs> that was my thought back then. And then I slowly grew to dislike zero and it, some of its limited functionality. Um, so we like that one more. And so we, we stick to that. Um, and then so typically, if clients are using another software, uh, most of the time, I'd say like nine out of 10 times are always open to switching, which is great. But if not, then we just, you know, refer them to someone who like if they're, you know, using desktop or wave or whatever else they might be using, and they don't want to switch, I'll try to find someone who um, does specialize or, or is really familiar with that software in their industry to send them to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we found a similar in our firm to where it's like, I prefer to work with clients that are on QuickBooks. Mm -hmm. And I know like recently, I would say probably within the past year, we started using um, the QuickBooks add-on um, LiveFlow um, to automate some of the reporting to where we can pull the data directly from QuickBooks into like Google Sheets and there have been a couple of clients that we've had that are on zero to where I'm like, I'm not really a huge fan of, of zero because of some of the functionality. So I guess when it came down to QuickBooks, what were some of the things that made it more appealing to you? Yeah, um, I think, I, like I said, I liked one that it was really common. A lot of people already came to us using it. Um, I think it's very, very easy to add us into it. It's us for it's easy for us to access remotely, of course, which is always a big part of it. Um, uh, I think I just, yeah, I just like the functionality of it a lot better, especially, right, like we work with trades and things like that. So we do tons of job costing. So I love like their projects feature and kind of like the different customized reporting, which I know other softwares do too. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I just, I we just like that software. And um, like, I'm sure, you know, I feel like 
when you, when your business is growing or you're trying to scale, I feel like it's super important to like bring people into your systems, like rather than to be in everyone else's systems. I feel like it'd be almost impossible to kind of keep up with however many number of clients, hundred clients, couple hundred, couple thousand, whatever. Right. Like it would be really hard to keep up with who's doing this and who's doing that and who's right. Like who's all over here. So we try our best to bring everyone into the way we do things um, so that we can like continue to systemize it. Absolutely. Um, now you mentioned a little bit about like the type of clients that you guys specialize in and you usually work with. Can you tell us a little bit more about, you know, what types of clients you guys work best with? Yeah. So we, uh, the big umbrella is we work with service-based businesses. Um, but then within that umbrella, we specialize in trades, um, construction and in real estate. Um, I would say though, trades are a favorite. They just, um, they have like a lot more detailed reporting and information and things like that, that they like you, like I said, such as the job costing and all sorts of different metrics. And so, um, we've built like a lot of really cool systems to kind of translate that information from like accounting, you know, like an accounting report into something that's actually like useful for them that they can just like look at and see, okay, this is how everything's doing. And anyways, uh, and I like them too, because they're usually people who like they are out in the field, right? Like they love to be on the field. So they really just want to trust someone um, or have someone that's handling all of their back end, um, like op- accounting operations, right? So it, I feel like it's like a really good balance. Awesome. I love it. And I would say for, for all those that are watching and those that are listening, I mean, I, one of the things we talk about on the show a lot is, is that you find that, you know, finding that right fit for, for a client isn't always just someone who can just do the bookkeeping. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm super glad that I know that Brooke actually enjoys the job costing because um, that is not a feature. Like if someone reached out to me, as a trade and they want it, like I wouldn't even know where to begin the conversation with them on either setting up or reviewing, checking job costing. So I'm glad I know Brooke. <laughs> Feeling is mutual. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, so if people are interested in finding more about the business, um, finding you online, where should they look for you um, to find your website? Yeah. Um, so they can visit us at um, Clarity bkpg.com and there's a little contact us at the top um, and they can reach us through there. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, before we wrap up, one question that I love asking every guest that comes on, I mean, I think, you know, as you think about your journey and and things you kind of learned along the way, you know, if you had to say, hey, here are two pieces of advice that I would share with other bookkeepers, other businesses, other accountants, like what would those two be? Yeah. So um, I think the first and I wish I could say I like coined this term, but I didn't. But um, the first would be like to feel the fear and like do it anyway. Right. Because like business ownership can be scary. Um, There's always like new challenges and you're like, you're not sure if you could do this or that. And it can get just like a little scary at times. But I always feel like that fear like kind of lets you know you're like onto something bigger and better. So it's like even when you feel it, like just don't let it stop you. Like just plow through it. Um, and then the other piece of advice I would say is to like, find your tribe, like find your bookkeeping and accounting tribe. Um, cause again, right. Like 
business ownership is not easy. Um, and it can be lonely at times, right? When you're the one running all the things and like making all the decisions and, you know, trying to build these processes and these policies and whatever, right? All the things. Um, and so I think it's really important to have like a tribe of other people who are in your industry, who are doing exactly what you're doing, who own accounting firms, CPA firms, bookkeeping firms, whatever, um, that you can, you know, meet with, talk with, you know, give them feedback, get their feedback, like someone just to bounce ideas off of. Um, I think so you don't feel crazy at times. Um, and I just think that support system is really helpful, like especially in this industry. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, Brooke, thank you so much for being an amazing guest. Thank you for coming on today. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was great. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Finance and Accounting Show. If you like what you heard, don't be selfish. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and then share this with a friend because you know a business owner that could definitely use this insight. So be sure to hit that subscribe button, share it with a friend, and turn on the notification bell so you get all the updates when we release a new episode.